You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a Bible Doctrine series by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from His Word today. All right, let's get right into it here this evening. Our back projector is not there. We're doing some work on it, so I'm going to have to keep my back to you a little bit here tonight. And uh, let me see... I guess if I turned it on, it might work. There we go. So continued from last week, we're going to give you this introduction on what the Bible has to say about fallen angels. And the Bible has to say a lot about them. So let's get right into the review over what we covered last week. You should be there, Ephesians chapter 6. The Bible said but we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, a prince over palities with power, talking about devils, evil spirits, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We saw that there were various ranks of angels as we studied angelology, but here we see there's various ranks of demons as well. Some demons are more powerful than others. We'll get into that tonight where some do not come out but by prayer and fasting. Others can come out just by the mention of Jesus' name. So we have the principalities, we have the powers, we have the rulers of the darkness. We talked about the dark side. The rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. So here we go on our study of the evil angels. The Bible has a lot to say about them. Romans chapter 8, we brought this passage up last week talks about how we are persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, we're not talking about good angels here, we're talking about bad angels, because good angels would never try to separate you from the love of Christ. Nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, again, that's the dark side, that's the fallen angels, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there's reference there to the fallen angels. We find in Revelation chapter 12, there was this war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, his fallen angels. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. We find that the devil was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, and his angels were cast out with him, the fallen angels. Satan himself is a fallen angel, as we saw last week. Jesus said, And I beheld Satan like lightning that quick fall from heaven. We looked at a couple passages of scriptures that describe for us Satan's fall and why he fell. And again, we'll just hit these real briefly here tonight. Son of man, take up lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. As we study the context, it was Satan that was behind that king. And saying to him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. As we will get to here later, his name was originally what? Lucifer, the bright and shiny one, the glorious one. So he had this amazing wisdom, and he was absolutely a beautiful creature. The Bible said he had been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was his covering, and it lists these various stones, and we'll look at them a little bit later here in our study. 
We talked about how the workmanship of his talibrits and his pipes was prepared in him, how he was a very musical creature, and how he was in charge of bringing praise and honor and glory and worship to God. We would call him the heavenly choir leader. It says he was also the anointed cherub. We see the cherubs there on the Ark of the Covenant that protected the holiness of God. It says here, thou was upon the holy mount of God, thou walked up and down in the midst of the stones of the fire, these beautiful, glorious gemstones that are in heaven. You may remember as we studied the book of the Revelation, when we got to the end of the Revelation, in chapter 21, verse 18 through verse 20, the Bible describes the new heaven and the new earth. And it describes that, uh, that beautiful new Jerusalem, and it has all these various stones in it. He walked up and down in the midst of the stones of the fire, talking about their, their radiance and their glory. The jasper, the sapphire, the caladosi, the uh, emerald, the, the uh, sardux, the sardus, the chrysolite, the beryl, the topaz, the chrysophilus, the jacinth, the amethyst, and the pure gold. I'm going to tell you something, heaven's a beautiful place. And, heaven, and, and Satan walked up and down in the midst of these stones of the fire that were in heaven. He was perfect in all his ways until iniquity was found in him. He was iniquitous. That means he did exactly what he knew he shouldn't do. He committed iniquity. It says, by the multitude of thy merchandise. Again, we'll see just a little bit later. What does he merchandise in? Does anybody remember from last week? What does he merchandise in? What? Okay, he uses music, okay? Somebody said it. Okay, sin or iniquity. He merchandises, he puts his merchandise out there, and his merchandise is sin and iniquity. It says, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Remember what Paul said to Timothy, the closer we get to the coming of the Lord the more satanic and dynamic activity is going to be taking place. Do we see the world becoming more and more violent every day? Okay, Who's trafficking in that? He's trafficking in the iniquity that we're seeing today, and he's trafficking in the violence. He is the one behind that. Okay. All right, it's locked up. Well, that's nice. How about putting me back online, guys? Got to love technology. Hmm, yeah. Didn't have to worry about that with transparencies. What did you guys do? Oh, that's the very first one. All right, we're going to do a quick review here tonight. <laughs> hey, guys, get me where I was. Turn off the live stream. <laughs> go, guys. Go. Just skip ahead. There you go. Keep going. 
Keep going. Oh, there you go. Stop. All right. What was the reason that he fell? What was behind it all? Pride. Okay. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted. We're going to look at corruption here tonight. So I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings. Again, that's future still out there when that's going to happen. <clears throat> Thou hast defiled. He's trafficking in iniquity. He has defiled thy sanctuaries. Again, we see right here where it says, of the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth. Praise God, one day he's going to the lake of fire. That old devil deceiveth them was cast into the lake of fire. So now we come to Isaiah chapter 14. Said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? His tail, when he fell, drew a third of the stars of heaven. So a third of the angels went with him. And watch what it says here. We didn't really capitalize on this last week. We just mentioned it. It says, Thou art cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations. Now let me throw it out there before we go any further. How does Satan weaken our nation? Through sin, through iniquity. He traffics in that. Music was brought up. Boy, has he ever weakened our nation through the music that we have in our country. What? I can't. Drugs, okay. Actually, Aaron and I were talking about that. We're going to get into that later. Um, it's interesting that the word pharmaceutical is attached to sorcery. So we'll get into that, not tonight, but a little bit later. Yeah, Satan is behind. Okay, he certainly is behind that. I'm talking more about our country. Uh, maybe you're thinking about the church, how he sows division among the brethren. We, we certainly have a divided uh, country right now. But I believe the way that he weakens the nation is through immorality and corruption. I believe these are the two primary ways that he weak, he's weakening our nation through this, and he weakens the nations of the world through this as well. So I want to kind of pause, and I want to talk about this uh, a little more than we did last week. Let's talk about immorality. Uh, going against God's moral standards. Are, are we living in an age of unbelievable immorality? Who would have ever thought that we would have gotten to the place where we are today as a nation? <clears throat> Weakening our nation through immorality. Leviticus chapter 18, and these are just a couple verses. I could give you a whole bunch of verses that uh, talk about this LGBT uh, movement that we have today. It says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is a what? abhorrent, absolutely, completely disgusting in the eyes of the Lord. Do we got that? There is no way around this. There's no other interpretation. I can't believe today that churches are actually promoting the LGBT agenda and that we have LGBT pastors in our churches today. It is crazy. Who is behind that? Who's trafficking in all that? Satan's behind it all. He's weakening our nation through this immorality. It said, if a man also lie with mankind as with woman, both of them have committed an abomination. Now watch this. They shall surely, no exemption, 
they shall surely be what? Put to death. Under God's law, if you were caught practicing sodomy, you were dead. That tells you what God thinks about this abominable practice. Never should it be condoned, never should it be accepted, and especially by the church of Jesus Christ. But now we have a generation of young people, even Christian young people, that are beginning to embrace this and say it's okay, it's just an alternate lifestyle, the way you were born, or you can make a decision on what sex you want to be. Romans chapter 1, verse 26 through verse 27. For this cause God gave them up to what kind of affections? Vile, filthy, wicked, disgusting affections. For even the women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, they burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which is me. Is God judging America? Absolutely. Why? Because we have accepted this. Who would have ever thought that we would condone same-sex marriage? Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, these cross-dressers. A woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are what? Abomination. They are an abomination. That's not how God created us to be. Are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. I want to tell you something. We cannot take these verses and many, many more that say the exactly same thing out of our Bibles. Give me an amen. amen. Let God be true and every man be a liar. But again, Satan is behind this. He's trafficking in this uh, immorality because he knows it weakens the nation. <clears throat> Perhaps... I don't even know how to say this. This was, not perhaps, this was one of the saddest days in my life. I actually wept when I saw this, when our former president, Barack Obama, had the White House lit up in the color of the rainbow to celebrate the decision that the Supreme Court made concerning same-sex marriage. What an abomination unto the Lord. I mean, you talk about taking your fist and shaking it in the face of an almighty God who founded this great country of ours. So through immorality, he has weakened the nations, and through corruption. Have you ever noticed how corrupt especially our political system is? In our political system, you have those who are... I'm looking for the word. The word escapes me. But they're looking into investigating. You have investigators investigating the investigators. And then more investigators are necessary to investigate those investigators. You have four or five investigators all investigating each other because 
Everybody is so It is sad. It is so sad, but when you stop and think about it, it should tell us how close we really are to the coming of our Lord when Satan has become so successful in trafficking in his immorality and trafficking in corruption. Corruption, moral perversion. Notice this statement here. Lack of what? Lack of integrity. Remember what uh, Job's wife said to him? Does anybody remember? What? Curse God and die. Give up your integrity. Well, there's a man that refused to give up his integrity. Amen? Came across this little cartoon. Dad, I'm considering a, a career in organized crime. To which the dad replies, government or private sector? George Washington said, few men have virtue to withstand the highest bidder. And that's where we are today in our country. You think our first president nailed that one? When uh, Moses was wearing himself out because all the people had all these issues and were coming to him and he had to judge the people, his father-in-law Jethro, uh, the priest of uh, Midian, said this to him, Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men. Here's the qualification for our leaders. Men that what? Fear God. God. They need to be God-fearing men. What's the second? They need to be men of the truth. They need to be men of integrity. Notice, notice the next one. Hating what? Does that sound like our leaders in Washington today? But guess what? We put them there. Why was Donald Trump elected? This is my opinion why Donald Trump was elected, because people are sick and tired of corruption. I believe that was really the bottom line. And they thought that here's a man who's a strong leader that can do something about it. Let's see if he can clean up Washington. One thing that we never see, though, is who's behind it. Who is behind the weakening of the nations? Okay, so this is a what? This is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. Donald Trump, drain the swamp. Have Americans seen that we have a swamp in Washington that needs to be drained? Yes or no? Yeah. So we elect Donald Trump, thinking that he's going to do it. Can I tell you something? He's not going to do it. This is a spiritual warfare that we're in. Came across this little cartoon. I thought it was cute. (laughs) You can pour all the Drano you want into Washington. It's not going to clean up Washington. 
Our, I'm, here, I'm here to tell you, our only hope for this nation is revival. It is. It's the bottom line. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, but it doesn't look like it's happening. Now, should that make us think that it can't happen? Should that make us give up on it? But does it look like it's happening to you? This is what seems to be happening to me. The God of this world is blinding people's eyes. From the real reality as to what is going on out there. Christian, can I say something to you? We should not be blinded. I mean, we have the word. You know, I begin to think of how successful Satan has been in our homes. Our homes are a mess. Absolutely a mess. We think of our schools and what is going on in our schools. Our schools are a mess. I don't know if you can see this here, but it's the biggest party schools in each state. Michigan State, biggest party. We have corruption in our court system. Do you believe some of the verdicts that are coming down? Totally contrary to God's law. The corruption in government. It's all it. That's the news, isn't it? The sad thing is the corruption even in the church. The, listen, these are the basic institutions of society. So what does that tell you? When you stop and, and seriously, come on, let's not stick our head in the sand. You seriously stop and look at where we're at. Has Satan not infiltrated every single institution in our society? chapter goes on thou should be brought down to hell I can't wait to that day to the sides of the pit they see thee should narrowly look upon me and consider thee saying is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake kingdoms and made the worlds a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened the how that opened not the houses of prisoners and never shalt thou be anymore but that day has not come so he is trafficking in immorality. He's trafficking in corruption. And listen, we have to become men and women of the truth. Men and women of integrity. Men and women who hate covetousness. Or we're going to make the same compromises that we see being made all around us today. We also saw last week, and that was a little addition to where we were last week, but fallen angels... Uh, have names. Uh, Satan has a ton of different names. I'm not even going to go through them. But here's all the various names given to Satan uh, within Scripture. Gives us an idea of his character and what he is up to. We were in Revelation chapter 9 where we saw that star that fell from heaven. Who was the star that fell from heaven? He was the star that fell from heaven. He was given the keys to the bottomless pit. This is during the tribulation period. When he opened the bottomless pit, 
Those of you who were here last week, what came out of the pit? Demon creatures. Um, they had the appearance of scorpions, right? And the Bible says when they came out of this pit, which, led, which was the shaft that led right down into hell itself, when they came out of this pit, they stung individuals during the tribulation period. How long did their sting last? Five months. And the sting was so bad, people wished that they could die because of the pain of the sting. But it called him Apollyon, which means the destroyer. And they had a king. That's why this isn't, and this isn't, this isn't some other fallen angel. This is Satan himself. He doesn't share his kingship. They had a king over them. The angel of the bottomless pit, which is Satan, whose name is, uh, tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek it is Apollyon, again means destroyer. We talked about this um, man of Gadara who was a lunatic. Why was he a lunatic? Because he was demon-possessed. Tell me something about this guy. I'm going to throw some scripture. Tell me something about him. Jesus comes and what? He was all chained up. But those chains, he was able to break the chains. Where did he live? Okay, he, he lived in the, among the tombs. Okay. Um, didn't wear any clothes. Remember, we talked about that, that last week. Satan wants to derobe us, his immorality. Okay. What else about this guy? Okay, self mutilation. See a lot of self mutilation going on today. Who's behind self mutilation? Satan is. Okay. So this guy, he meets up with the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus realizes that this is a demon-possessed man. And so Jesus asks the demons that were in this man, he says, what is your name? And what was their response? We are legion. Now, legion means 6,000. They're legion. They have names. Demons carry with them names. Now, Jesus was going to take and cast them into the abyss, but remember, that's a place where even demons don't want to go. And so he requested that Jesus do what? Cast them into a herd of swine. And Jesus granted their wish, and into the herd of swine they went. Tell me some more about the story. Okay, then they all drowned themselves. Those who were taking care of the swine? Scared to death. Okay? Over what had just happened. What did they ask Jesus to do? Leave. Get out of here. We don't want anything to do with you. Get out of here. The man of Gadara who was uh, a demon possessed, what happened in his life? Totally changed. Next time we find him, he has his clothes on. He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus gets into the ship to leave. What does he ask Jesus? I want to go with you. What does Jesus say? No, you can't. What does Jesus do? Go back and tell everyone what great things the Lord has done for you. So Jesus leaves for a short time. He tells everyone in the city what the Lord had done. What happened? Jesus returns, and they're waiting for him, and they're excited, and they embrace Jesus, and they believe the gospel. Just a cool story. All right. So here are some of the names that are given as the names devils in the King James. This is not a mistranslation, but it's found 55 times. Uh, in the King James Version, uh, we have devils, uh, uh, angels, the, uh, the devil's angels, they're called. 
Uh, they're called angels that kept not their first estate. We'll talk more about that tonight. They're called familiar spirits. The sorcerers were very familiar uh, with these uh, evil fallen spirits, and they would help them uh, tell fortunes. They're called unclean spirits because they're, they're that. They're unclean, and they're called evil spirits. They're called seducing spirits. They're called wicked spirits. Now, it's a quarter to eight, and now we're on our lesson for tonight. So here we go on some new material. Fallen angels can speak. Not only do they have names, some of those names are recorded for us in Scripture, but we find that they can speak. Luke chapter 4. Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, whom thou art. You are the Holy One of God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And what did Jesus say to this demon that confessed this? Be quiet. Just be quiet. Jesus did not want an unclean vessel testifying as to who he was. Here's another one. What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. So here, here are demons speaking through individuals. Art thou come here to torment us before the time? Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Jesus I know, and Paul I know. This is a demon speaking, and Paul I know. But who are ye? Thou art the Son of God. So throughout Scripture, we find that demons can, can speak. We also find that these fallen angels, these demons, these devils, possess tremendous intelligence. They're smarter than any of us are. They know who Jesus is. Say, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? They know who Jesus is. They know their future damnation. They know what awaits them. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? They know the difference between a person who is saved and a person who is unsaved. Do we? <laughs> we don't. I've even asked people sometimes, Do you think that that person is saved? And they go, I don't know. They made a profession, but there's really no evidence in their life. But we don't know whether a person is saved or unsaved, even by their own personal testimony. Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are ye? Here it goes back to Revelation chapter 9, where, where, we, where those demon creatures came out of the abyss. Were they allowed to sting people who were saved? No. They could only sting and inflict their wound upon someone who was unsaved. We also see not only are they able to speak, but they are able to form, formulate a systematic, satanic-centered system of theology. So I want you to stop and think. Who is behind false teaching? This is why I've warned you over and over again about all these YouTube preachers and prophets. I'm telling you, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. We have sound doctrine and we have false teaching. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're raving wolves. They may have a Bible in their hand, but they're preaching the doctrines of demons. 
The Bible says, now the Spirit... Well, I lost the word there. Speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits. Watch this. And what? Doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. Let me tell you something. Stick with the Bible. Stick with the Bible. Someone asked me the other day, do you know a good book on systematic theology? I sure do. I think most of you have one tonight. Amen? Sorry, I lost your place there. These fallen angels also possess great ability and strength. And they don't even have to go to the gym. What's this a story of? Come on, talk to me. You you all should know these Bible stories. Okay, Moses before Pharaoh. What? Okay, trying to get the people out of Egypt. You're going there. All right going to take his rod and he throws it on the ground and his rod turns into what? A serpent. Okay? All right. What were the magicians able to do? All right, let's watch it. And Pharaoh also called the wise men or the magicians, the sorcerers of Egypt, and they did in like manner with their, their enchantments. And they cast down every man his rod And they became serpents. But I love this. But Aaron's rod swallowed them up. Sometimes I'm like, God, you are so cool. But that's pretty amazing, isn't it? That these magicians possessed by the power of demons were able to pull off this miracle. Remember when Daniel was there, he said, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, a satanic being, devil himself, 21 days, but Michael, uh, one of the chief princes, came to help me. This tells you how powerful, how strong Satan is. Here's back to this man of Gadara, and you mentioned it. Okay, What gave him his incredible strength that he could break chains? They would do everything they could do. Demon possession. And when he came out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. And he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. So this unbelievable, incredible strength came to him from Satan. Okay, who remembers this story? Of a man who had a demon-possessed son. Come on, talk to me. Okay. He had to keep his son tethered. 
Whenever there was a fire, and they would walk by a fire, which was common in those days, right? I mean, there'd be fires burning all over. The boy would throw himself into the fire. Again, that self-mutilation. If they came to a place where there was water, what would the boy do? He would try to drown himself in the water. Who was, who was controlling this boy? Demons were controlling him. Demons were trying to destroy him. Could you imagine having a child like that? You know, I, I tease about my three, Justin, Isaac, and Benjamin being demon-possessed. I, you know, I tease about that. Uh, they kind of were, but not, not to that extent. Uh, I'll tell you what, we spanked the devil out of all three of them. We broke a few paddles on Daniel over there, but uh, he's not smiling. He's, re- he's remembering those days. So they, they bring, he brings his son to the disciples. The disciples cannot cast this demon out. Now this was unusual for them. Why couldn't they cast the demon out? He was a powerful one. He was one of those principalities or powers. They could not. Now, do you think the disciples are probably a little bit embarrassed? People are probably gathered around watching this whole thing transpire. I'm sure they're glad that Jesus was there. (laughs) Thank the Lord Jesus showed up, you know. So um, the disciples couldn't cast him out. Let's pick up here. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear, that evil spirit tear it at this boy. And I thought this is, a, this is an amazing picture. You can see him foaming at his mouth and on the ground like that. And he fell to the ground and, and wallowed around foaming. What's, what's going on? Church, what's going on here? Demon possession. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since uh, this came unto him? And he said, of a child. It's been years. And oft times it cast him into the fire, into the water, destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway... The father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Love that statement. And the spirit cried out and rent him sore. You can just picture this in your mind of what's happening here. And came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. What an awesome thing. What an awesome thing. In Acts chapter 19, there's another account of a man who was possessed with demons, and there were seven sons. They were Jewish exorcists. They're called the sons of Siva. And they came to this man to try to cast the demon out of him. Now, this is where demons know whether you're saved or not. These seven guys, seven sons, were not saved. So they're trying to cast the demon out of this man. And that's when the demon speaks through this man saying, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, 
But who are you guys? And the demon then comes out of this man and leaps on them and tears their clothes off of them and they, they run away wounded, bleeding, and naked. Then the man is, praise God, he's delivered. And the Bible said God used that deliverance in such a powerful way that people gave up there in Ephesus. They gave up all their books and that had to do with magic and all this magic paraphernalia. And does anybody remember what they did? Is the Spirit of God moved there in Ephesus because of the deliverance of this man? What? They burned them. Okay? If you have anything associated with the dark side, don't sell it on eBay. Okay? Don't put it in a garage sale. Don't give it to someone else. You got something that's associated with the dark side, what, what, are, you, what are you supposed to do? Burn it. It would be a very wise thing for all of you to go through your home and to see, do we have anything here in our home that's associated with the dark side? remember when we were talking about the doctrine of Satan and I put up all of the um, videos that have come out from Walt Disney that are satanic. If you have movies in your home, what should you do with those who are, that are associated with the dark side? You should burn them. I mean, don't let your kids watch them, but burn them. Get them out of the house. Church family, do we take this as seriously as we should? I think we've just kind of become numb to it. Become so much a part of our culture that we just kind of embrace it and we accept it and we think it's okay. It's not. Get it out. trumpet judgments of the book of the revelation and the sixth angel sounded and i heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before god saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet loose the four angels what kind of angels are these these are demon spirits these are fallen angels now this is very interesting this goes back to our study of revelation Loose the four angels, which are, what church? Which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Okay? How many angels are bound there? Four. So he said, during this time, this is one of the judgments that come. Remember, we have the sealed trumpet, the uh, lightning, and the bold judgments. 28 judgments in all that happened during the tribulation period. This is one of them. So the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates are loosed. How long have these angels been bound? A long time. Okay? And again, this is my opinion on when these angels were bound. How many remember our study of Genesis chapter 6? Okay? In Genesis chapter 6, we find... That there was a cohabitation that took place between the sons of God, which were referenced to fallen angels, and the daughters of men. 
And in my opinion, what happened is that these evil spirits possessed the bodies of men and cohabitated with women, uh, lusted after them, cohabitated with them, and from them, the Bible says, there was a race of giants that was born. This is what we call the Nephilims. And their bones have been dug up. Some of them range from 18 to 20 feet tall. I mean, this far surpasses uh, Goliath, who was nine foot inches tall. So from this evil cohabitation came these giants. So there were giants in the land in those days. This is one of the reasons, and these, they were very wicked. This demon-human race was very wicked. And this is one of the main reasons for the destruction of the earth uh, through the flood. Now, <clears throat> these demons that committed that act, remember what the Bible says? They are the demons that kept not their first estate. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, they kept not their first estate, but cast them down to hell and delivered them in what? Chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So what we're doing here, come on, stay with me. What we're doing is putting scripture with scripture. Going back to Genesis chapter 6, see what happened there, that they kept not their first estate, and then how they're taken and they're chained until the day of judgment. The day of judgment, I believe, refers to the tribulation period here, where these angels are loosed. The time that God allows them to be loosed. By the way, if you have been chained under the great river Euphrates since Genesis chapter 6, let me tell you something, you're pretty ticked off. Yes or no? And when you are loosed, being as evil and wicked, God had to chain them to keep them from committing any more of this terrible iniquity. When you're finally released, you're going to do as much damage as you possibly can do. Okay? So this is under one of the trumpet judgment, under the sixth trumpet judgment. So they are released. The Bible says they are released for an hour, a day, a month, and a year. One thing I want to tell you here tonight, you don't want to be around during the tribulation period. So I got a suggestion. Why don't you get saved tonight? Because if you don't get saved and you go in the tribulation period, these guys could be after you. Again, I've had people say to me, I don't believe that stuff of the revelation. That doesn't change facts that it's going to happen. You ever heard someone say, believe it or not, here it comes? So they are prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year. Their purpose, they will kill one-third of the population of the earth. That's just crazy. That tells you how angry just four of them are when they get released. The Bible said in the number of the army, they will have an army that they will lead. The number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousands, and I heard the number of them. What is 200,000 thousand? That's two million. These, these four demons that have been chained under the great river Euphrates, they kept not their first estate. 
they are going to lead 200 million other demon creatures against mankind during the tribulation period. And the Bible describes these other demon creatures. And thus I saw the horses in a vision, and them that sat upon them, having breastplates of fire, and Jason, and, and brimstone, and the heads of the horses, whereas the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire, and smoke, and brimstone. Someone says, sounds like a helicopter. Those are helicopters. Okay? These are demon creatures. Breastplates protected them. They were indestructible. Their heads like lions. They were furious and devouring. Their mouths spit fire. That's, they're not shooting ammunition. But they're full of wrath and fury. Their tails are like serpents. The poison strikes deadly wounds. And the power is in their mouth and in their tail. And 200 million of them are led by these four angels I'm telling you, they're powerful to destroy a third of humanity. By these <clears throat> three was a third part of men killed by fire and the smoke and by brimstone which issued out of their mouths for their power is in their mouth and in their tails and their tails were like serpents and had heads and with them they do hurt. So again, they were prepared for an hour, for a day, for a month, and a year, 367 days and one hour to kill one-third of man. When you combine, you go back to the uh, trumpet judgments, which were the first judgment, the sixth trumpet judgment, uh, or the, the fourth seal judgment combined with the sixth trumpet judgment, you have the world population reduced in half. And those are just two judgments the tribulation as these judgments come the Bible said the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues repented not of their works of their hands that they should not worship devils idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood neither can see nor hear nor walk neither repented thee of their murders nor of their sorceries nor their fornication nor of their thefts they refused to repent so in the past two weeks, what have we learned as an introduction to our study of evil angels? We find that they are fallen, that they have names, that they can speak, that they are highly intelligent, that they are able to formulate a systematic, satanic system of uh, theology, and that they possess great ability and strength. Now... <clears throat> Understanding all of that, and this is just introduction to this, should we be fearful of demons? No. Why? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. There's no reason that we can't face off against these demons. Remember when Jesus sent the 70 out to preach the gospel, and they returned. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the what? Devils are subject unto us through thy name. Listen to me, church. You don't have to be afraid of the devils. You have authority over them through your Savior, Jesus Christ. Revelation 12, verse 11 said, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives 
unto death. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. All right, so I could understand why we didn't get through it all last week. All right, kind of took us two weeks to do that. But I will, it's 10 after, I will take just a couple questions. Levi. Okay, he's asked the question, where did these demons go? When Jesus cast demons out, where did the demons go? Remember, one time he was going to cast them into the abyss. Oh, don't cast us there. At least cast us into the swine. That is the only account that I can remember where it tells us exactly where the demons went once he cast them out. Okay? So I, I couldn't tell you because the Bible doesn't say. I have, but it's been about 30 years ago. Yeah. Doug was just mentioning a, a film called Distant Thunder. You had, um, what was it, Prodigal Planet, Distant Thunder, Thief in the Night. They had a whole series of um, prophecy movies that were played at that time. Another question? Okay, she asked a question. How can the demons say Jesus' name without burning up? Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because there is power in Jesus. I see what you're saying because it was through Jesus' name that these demons were cast out, that these demons fled. But they were able to confess him. The, they know who Jesus is. The Bible said the devils believe in what? They believe and tremble. Okay, but uh, we do have cases of them when they openly confessed exactly who Jesus was, and then he told them to shut up, you know. Someone else. I don't know whether, the, uh, she asked a question, um, do you believe that all these killings that we see taking place, uh, do I believe that they are demon-possessed? I have no way to, to know that. I certainly know it's demon influence because the Bible says he has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. All right? Whether they are personally possessed, I would say yes, but how do I know, you know, whether they are or not? It's, it's very interesting that most of these, after they do their destructive work, they kill themselves. So it kind of gives you an idea, at least, who is behind it all. Anyone else? We have time for one more. All right, let's close in a word of prayer. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening. 
of Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.